Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about people, popsicles, uh, surprise cameos, and the dawn of the evil cleavage. It has arrived, it is glorious, and we are here to celebrate bodies in all their forms, even when they're evil. I'm Beth Elderkin, and I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby, who is giving me the, the, she's barely holding it together. Abby, how are you doing? I'm laughing because I was like, I wonder if there's going to be, I wonder if I'm the only one that noticed that it was just uh, evil cleavage in a focal shot before her face even revealed. But yes, okay, cool. We all noticed. Uh, But yes, I was also, your human popsicle thing just made me laugh because I thought you were going to go with Terminator. But human popsicles does work. I didn't even think of that. I like trying to guess what you're going to go with. Mm. You always have one that just, that, that there's like two that I'm like, okay, yeah. And then like the other one is always just like, cool, deep cut. I love that. <laughs> Out of left field. Out of left field. Yes. Well, everyone, we are talking about season four, episode three, Rocky Road. Because they are on, our heroes, they're on a rocky road. But also it's the name of an ice cream. An ice cream that Roland gets from the ice cream lady. Uh, because he's immediately pulling the um, playing his mother by bringing up the other woman scenario. Good golly. Like, that was just one of those, okay, son, okay, what are you doing? But also, I would like to just make a comment, two comments. One, Rocky Road, not a kid flavor. Like, I've never really met a kid that was super into, like, especially Roland's age. Never met a kid that was like, ooh, yeah, hell yeah, Rocky Road. Like, mint chocolate chip's mm-hmm. always, like, kind of the, the craziest that they'll go out, but usually it's a lot of the standard ones. Uh, Rocky Road, a sophisticated adult palette. Second of all, uh, yeah, the the road is rocky in this episode due to the just the sheer amount of bodies that's laying in the road. There are so many characters that happen in this episode for no good reason. Just constantly. A constant barrage of new characters. One, very welcome. One super welcome, a hundred percent welcome, but just a barrage of new faces or faces, not new faces, just faces. They have a lot of recurring characters from seasons past to the point where you think something is going to happen, but it never does. Uh, they just yell at Snow White during a town meeting and then trample down the street because they're going to murder somebody. Yeah, it got all very like soccer hooligan there for a little bit. Um, it, I had this funny thought of just 
the woman that plays Granny just being like, I want more screen time. And they're like, absolutely. But they don't know what to do with her. So now she's just an, an angry mob. Because it's the, if, if you think about it, it's the funniest angry mob of all time. It's Granny. It's Grumpy. It's Hopper. I Like, what is this mob? And why is it like five people? And, and, and the five people, half of whom you wouldn't expect to actually pull something like that. Like, lest we forget Granny in particular, when the whole the whole mob was after the wolf, she was like the voice of reason being like, come on, guys, let's not jump to conclusions because she knew who the wolf was. So she has like direct experience with this whole situation. None of it's informing her current decisions. No, they they screwed up a lot of their like their past characters. Now, Grumpy Grumpy's on point. He's just angry and yelling about things. So that's cool. But, like, there's, like, a full scene where Hopper, uh, is he a body double? Like, what is happening in this scene? Because this, none of this seems, A, like Hopper, or B, like a human being. He just stood there watching a grown woman struggle with a baby in a stroller, and he just put his hands in his pocket and then started diagnosing her on the street. Yeah. Let's put a pin in that, because there are... There are a couple scenes in this episode that I think are written very well. There's some good dialogue and some good emotional moments in this episode. While that part did make me want to um, throw things, there there was a moment afterward with Snow that just got me in my gut. But I want to put like a pin in that and like the strong parts because there's just so much to get through. I think we just have to yes. dive in. I think we should start back in Arendelle after Anna's gone to Miss Taven. And we've got Elsa. She's sporting her updo. She's got the little side bang. I like this better than the down hair. I kind of wish she just did this the whole time. Yeah, I also really like it. So this was bothering me and I couldn't really get a clear shot of it. There's a thing going on in the back part of her head. Is that like a really small braid or is that a br- like is that a pin? Cuz it looked too thin to be hair, but it was still the same color, so it was bothering me. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm pretty sure that was fake hair that they fashioned into something to hold the bun together and they wanted it to look like it was real hair. Okay, cuz it just looked like a weird like it looked super fake. <laughs> That's 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 what I was getting at. Like, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be something fastened there. Anyway, I also really enjoy this. I feel like this is the better hairstyle. This is also a lot more... I like this iconic look. Because the other one's just like, it's a braid. Uh, and they don't, they don't even particularly do anything fancy with the braid. And I think it's... As someone who has had long hair and braids hair a lot, they were trying to go for body with the braid and you sacrifice some of the... This is also before, just talking out of nowhere, like braids are really in right now. Doing braids, doing like the Dutch braids and doing all the fun stuff. So I just think that they were just like, oh, it's a side braid. It's like a big uh, horse tail situation. So yes, the past hair, much better. I like her little swoopy bangs. Um, I do appreciate her... uh, early 2010s liner all the way around the eye which is how you can tell a millennial Karen now it's like their their black eyeliner goes all the way around their eyeballs I is that a thing yes it's not it's it's 
there's the eyeliner all goes on top now if i'm understanding correctly and if you do the thing where you like connect it from all the way in all the way like it's connected all the way around like you've completely ringed your eyes it's a look that apparently gen z believes makes us look like karens anyway <laughs> tiktok oh, is ro- something new every day tiktok is rotting my brain i don't even know what's real or not anymore so <laughs> let's actually talk about what's going on here so elsa's wearing her fancy dress i love that she also trapes around in the woods of her own like her own area in this she doesn't even have travel garb when she's near her own bedroom fascinating it's so weird because like in the broadway musical for frozen they give her pants yeah she can wear pants like we're we cut away at a certain point like are we supposed to believe that she repelled down i'm getting ahead of myself so it's gonna go back. We're going back. We're in this like military war room situation, and Kristoff is trying to reason with Elsa, being like, "You can't just go find Anna. You have to. You have to be here." And they just kind of have this like moment of like, Elsa realizes she can't go off for Anna. Kristoff saying, "Don't worry, it'll be fine. We'll be here. I'm. I'm. You know, just here." And this is about the point in the episode that I was texting Beth, being like, "Ah, the chemistry. I can't stop seeing it." Between Kristoff and Elsa. They just... It's cute. Like, not like a sexy chemistry. It's just a cuteness thing that I really... I'm I'm responding to in a strange way. It's flirtatious. Yes. Intentional or unintentional, it is flirtatious. And that would have been fun for the Frozen canon. Oh, yeah. Just, just like, well, once upon a time, did take Frozen. They uh, ruined everything, in a way no one would have expected so a guy kind of comes in and he's wearing all his military garb and he's just like princess elsa or queen elsa the hans is on the border of the 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 realm and he's gonna march on arendelle and 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 put your head on a spike so I want to talk about this for a sec because this is actually something I meant to bring up at in the season premiere because in the flashback in A Tale of Two Sisters, you know, Elsa is talking about how Prince Hans and, and the, the Southern Isles are like ready for a sign of weakness so they can invade. Like, what what is this? Like, is this just an excuse to bring Prince Hans in? Because the brothers all hated his guts they weren't listening to him. Why would they be like, oh, yeah, we should invade Arendelle because your feelings got hurt. Like, even in this episode, they're making fun of him. I don't understand why they're there or why his family is bothering with this at all. So I think the implication is that, you know, dishonor upon the family. So we march on Arendelle when we get the chance. I That is the feeling I was getting. But yeah, the camp scene later where the brothers are making fun of him when... Hans is supposed to be the one leading the charge. I don't understand the dynamic that they were trying to have because even in the Frozen movie, it was more that Hans was experiencing like a little brother in a long royal line of getting nothing because there's only so much to hand out to your royal children, your 5,000th in line for anything of value. So I got more of that bitterness and not my brothers hated me because that's the dynamic they were bringing here of being like, oh, we'll march to war, but we are going to make fun of you the whole way and not in a fun ribbing way. 
in like a mean, why would you hang out with us kind of way. I didn't, I didn't like this. I hated all of this. It just did not make sense to me. And no. I don't feel like they ever explained it. That said, the actor they got to play Prince Hans, just like cartoon brought to life. Yeah, exactly. It's a stamp stamp. Amazing. He looks apparently he was like on five seasons of Shameless. Like he he gets and then he he filmed this while he was on Shameless. So like he was doing pretty good for himself. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go play a prince for an episode and then get frozen. I'm, Bye. I am fascinated by this season. Like every new character has an IMDb page that could knock the wind out of you. I'm obsessed with this. Great casting, amazing. Once upon a time was at its peak at this time. People wanted to be on the show. Amazing. So, the guy comes in, he's like, hey, Prince Hans is about to march on us. And Christoph says, I will go sneak off uh, and go spy on the camp because clearly we don't have soldiers to do this. And the soldier guy is just like, I'm sorry, I didn't think the uh, ice guy was supposed to be doing this. I'm like, dude, I think he's he's going to be like ahead of you military-wise and ranking in a couple of days after this wedding. Maybe let's chill out yeah don't don't antagonize the future prince regent yeah what are we doing here uh so which is funnier in frozen 2 and then he becomes like the prince or the king or the duke he goes like full like duke of edinburgh he doesn't actually get to be king he just gets to be a duke anyway not the point so Kristoff's like, yeah, obviously I, I totally won't go. And I'm definitely going to listen to Elsa when she tells me not to go. So anyway, he goes to go spy on the camp. And there's just such a weird exposition between the like weird brother banter, which just basically accumulates to Hans being like, I have a super good plan. I have this drawing, this super sus drawing. It is the worst drawing. It looks like he just was like, I'm going to draw what I think a vase looks like. And he's like, I'm going to get this and it'll trap someone like Elsa forever. So Kristoff runs back and he tells her about it. And Elsa's like, if they made that, that means there's other people like me. <gasps> let's go find it. Yeah. So let's go on an adventure. I won't change before we leave, though. No. I'm going to continue. There's no need. My outfit is made of ice. Yeah. I, I, and we'll talk about this when we start talking about the Snow Queen. But just the more and more I stare at it, the cheaper these dresses look. And the more upset I'm getting about it. So they go on their little adventure and they have a little heart to heart, which I kind of like because Elsa says she feels isolated and alone. If we remember the first movie, for good reason, she isolates herself to be alone in her bedroom for the better part of her life because she's afraid of her own powers, obviously. But, you know, and then she mentions that Kristoff should have felt alone, too. And he's like, no, I had my troll family, troll rock family. She's like, oh, weren't you alone because you were different? No, because I... Because they love me and I love them back. It's like, that's healthy. We love a, we stand a healthy family dynamic. We do, even when they're rock trolls. Especially even when they're, when they're rock trolls. Especially when they're rock trolls. Anyway, now they have to rappel down a mountain. Uh, I do like that Elsa, like, set up, be like, I will make a star spiral staircase. He's like, no, that will cause too much attention. Meanwhile, you and your bright blue dress are going to rappel off the side <laughs> of this mountain. It'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> It's just all bad plan on top of bad plan. Like, why couldn't Elsa, like, make a an ice fire pole for them just to slide down or something? Like, she could have done any number. Of, or very, a little tiny little staircase. Or, like, maybe an ice ladder. 
Or just like she can kind of control it in the air. Wouldn't she be able to make like ice discs for them to stand on and then control it on the way down to the ground? Like, is that a thing she could do? Ooh, like Emma with her 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 boxes. Yeah, like with like yeah with with boxes or like like just imagine if they were small moons, and we'll just have to move the moons. I'm never letting the moving the moons thing go. I mean, if you have magic, you can move the moon. It has been proven on this show. You can, if you have magic, you can move the moon. I want that. Like that needs to be on a shirt. So we don't get to see them rappel down the mountain, which I'm severely disappointed by. We just get to see them into the enter the cave. One more set piece. A very bland-looking set piece. Uh, all the lighting in this episode was weird. I don't know if it was the settings in which I was watching it, but it all seemed very fake in this episode. Oh yeah, the CGI was terrible in this. And like okay. there, when else, when the when the when the brothers come in and she like hits them with the ice powers, the ice looks terrible. And then you see the guys like against the cliff wall as the ice is coming forward. Then I'm like, you guys look like you're floating in space. So they go in there, they find the vase. Elsa grabs the vase. There are uh, like runes that appear on it. Uh, she identifies the language and I, f- I forget what it is, but I did look it up. It's basically an ancient Scandinavian language. So I looked it up. I can't remember what it was. Apologies. And she's like, no, I have to find out like what this says and what this means. Basically, they dick around long enough for Hans to show up. And then they fight. And it's a weird fight. Yeah, it's a weird fight because you have Elsa doing things like on one half of the room. And then she just like stands there as Kristoff does the things on the other half of the room. And then Hans like just sticks the knife at Kristoff's neck. He could like conceivably just like step forward, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he's like holding it like I'll do it. And it's like, you're not... You don't have a, a leveraged position. You're fully far away from him. You're a full person's length away from him because your arm plus the sword. There's zero threat to what's happening right now. It, it, it was. It was like they were like a drawing a gun situation without a gun. It was very yeah. strange. So anyway, Elsa's like, no, let him go. So Han's like, I'm going to... Re- no release i'm gonna open up this vase and it vase and it's gonna entrap you in a in a way i don't even understand so something's gonna happen and no one's gonna know what's going on least of all me so he opens up the thing and a bunch of like terminator goo comes out of it and slinks across towards elsa but then like in the last second says psych and moves to her side and then beth like a Terminator Snow Queen rising in a cave. She she raises up as if through an evolutionary scale because her whole back is arched and she stands back, shoulders up, back, and down as from the bottom to the top because obviously her body comes into visage, visage her dress, her bodice, her boobs, and her boobs are the focal point of this screen for a couple a, just a second or two too long like it doesn't go it goes up to her neck and then and then makes her face like her her listen she's very well endowed and she looks great i don't want to make this sound like body shaming the way they frame this shot 
when they talk about the male gaze, it's this shot. 100%. Yeah, this... If, if I was this actress, I think I... I mean, I would have had two thoughts. One, I look incredible. And two... Um, I, this is, uh, this is kind of insulting. Yeah. Cause they, they basically, they don't reveal her face for a while as if they're trying to like keep us on the edge as to who it might be. When I don't know a single person who wouldn't have already known what was about to happen. Like the moment you start seeing Ice Queen stuff, especially with this being interspersed with the present day storyline, you know what's happening the moment you start seeing the dress. And it's not even like you know this character very well. We only saw her for like 15 seconds the last episode and then 15 seconds this episode. Her face is not going to be as notable. Doesn't matter anyway. It's a snow queen. Yay. Thank you for su- your support on Patreon. It's a process of snow queen. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ingrid. Uh, and she's just like, oh, me? I'm a monster. Time to kill everybody. And I do... I also like Kristoff, like the actor that plays him does have the right energy. And he's like, um, no one checked to make sure it was empty. <laughs> They're like, oh, so then she turns Hans into a uh, ice person. She does. Uh, which the CGI looked terrible until it was finished. And then it was like, okay, now it's an ice person and this looks fine, I guess. I, I loved how the actor had to, to go into like freeze mode for just too long before the ice cgi was complete like yeah. he just had to stay there like that i'm like you're not frozen yet you can still move your face he and was, your hands hans, hans was being really extra and he was just like i need to be frozen in like a super cool spot and for people to know that i was attacked so get into a defensive position and so hans is frozen and the other guys run away uh, basically Elsa has decided that she, she has made an immediate bond with this woman because she is another, uh, snow witch, ice witch situation. And Elsa wants to know more. She's found somebody like her and she has questions. So even though Kristoff's like, um, I don't know what we're doing here, but okay. So Elsa takes her back to the clubhouse and we get some stuff that has not been fleshed out in this episode, but basically... Uh, the Snow Queen. Do we get her name? Does she does she name herself? No, she does not. Okay. So the Snow Queen looks over and she sees the late king and queen. And is just like mean mugging it. In a way that I guess Elsa doesn't see. Because she's like, oh yeah, that's my mom. Isn't she super pretty? <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, totally. Your mom's so pretty. Where is she? Listen, honey. If And maybe she just knows this. And, like, we'll find out later that she knew how all this played out and everything. Uh, But she's like, yeah, where is your mother? Listen, if this is her daughter and her daughter is going as queen, I I think it's, I think it might be safe to say. Especially, I I guess I don't know enough about royal lineage stuff, because I guess you can be the queen mother and step down. And I also don't know if it was through the dad's bloodline. I guess we know through Frozen 2 that it was. I'm spiraling. Anyway, mom's dead. And she's like, oh, that's too bad. Anyway, I'll teach you all about magic. And she's like, yay. We're going to be best friends forever. End scene. Yes. And, and cue to them many, many years later uh, with Elsa not having any memory of her and her giving a big info dump of this is the bad stuff that happened to you that you don't remember. You don't remember Sorry, how convenient. Buddy. Damn the rock trolls. I will say I do like how... 
nonchalant the Snow Queen's performance is. Yes. Like she's just, she's so detached and it it works in this case. Like you could easily see this as someone just not really giving a shit, but I think this is a character choice that she's making where it's like this, this woman is cold personified. Oh and yeah. I think it works. She also doesn't blink a lot. Her, it's all like very expressive in her eyes because she does feel like she's very laissez-faire, but she also like all of her energy is through this intensity in her eyes, uh, which I do very appreciate. I just, I can't get over this white dress situation. It just, it looks cool kind of in like the flashbacks when it's a little bit darker, but like later when she's standing in the woods and it's very clear that the thing hanging from her collar is just this like 50 cent dollar store christmas ornament that they hung from her neck i hated that piece like that we could have found something better please and that you can see the shoulder pad underlining through the sheer sleeves yeah no yeah no no buck stops here okay in the present uh we've got uh robin hood and marion and roland uh they are kind of just they're, they're, they're getting ready to head to the mayor's office for a little fireside chat with our newly elected mayor. Uh, but they got to make a stop for a little ice cream with our Snow Queen. Dun, dun, dun. And um, and we just get a little bit of like just exposition. Talk some, talk some great stuff about ice cream. Ice cream, it's awesome. Who, who doesn't love ice cream? Uh, but and, and Marion's going to get her first taste. And... Why hasn't this woman changed her outfit? I don't care I, much if she wants to stay in her the traditional garb. This is the outfit she wore in prison to die. Does she have new underwear? How dirty is this garment? I mean, they do make a comment about, you know, that they live in the woods and things are gross. But you wash stuff in rivers. So, yeah, like, she's been in this for a while. Maybe that's the other thing. She just doesn't want to take it off because she's going to just smell funky as hell. Mm. Uh, Because she is completely cloaked up. Like, her whole cloak, it closes fully seamed in the middle. So, she's just, like, in a little cocoon. So, she's probably just holding in a bunch of, like, no deodorant wearing stink. It just sits on her body. Yeah. And layers as days go by. Maybe her getting frozen solid's a good thing. It'll freeze all that smell. It's it's gonna kill like the athlete's foot and all of the like, the weird stuff she's developing. Uh, gross. So they get the ice cream, but uh, unbeknownst to them, uh, the Snow Queen places a little spell on her sprinkles, and that spell is gonna come to fruition in the next scene when they all head to the mayor's office as the new mayor, Mary Margaret. She's holding a fireside chat with an agenda. She's holding the baby. Char- Charming's like, hey, why don't, why don't you let go of the baby? At no point holding out his arms to take the baby. I get thematically why she's holding the baby in this episode and kind of comes, uh, comes to a head later on. But no one at any point reaches out their arms to physically help her. They just maybe say... Say it, or in Hopper's case, uh, he does the equivalent of, boy, you got your hands full. Which is the worst thing you can do to a parent who is clearly struggling. Listen, 
here's the deal. And this is just, I'm going to keep this very short. If you have a friend who has a baby, don't go offer to go to their house to hold their baby while they go do chores. You do those chores. (laughs) You don't offer to hold the baby so they can go do dishes. You offer to go do dishes for them. So don't offer to hold the baby while she does her job. Just maybe be like, hey, while you're here, you can continue holding the baby. Maybe I'll run this meeting. Because you don't, she doesn't need to be running this meeting. She just needs to be there to have her. She doesn't need to be holding the piece of paper. I know. She's a smart woman. She has it all in her brain. Not a lot's happening, even though she has like a five-point list. Just help do the hard stuff. Don't make her give up her baby. Because obviously, we've got some trauma when she hands babies away. She doesn't want to do it. Yes. So, the mayor... (laughs) Because the curse appoints you as mayor. I think this is a very flawed, flawed plan on the part of uh, our wonderful residents of Storybrooke to basically be like, okay, you cursed us to this dimension we weren't born into. That means you get to lead us and tell us what to do. It's... I... I get why they want to put Mary, give Mary Margaret something to do because Snow White has had so little in the story for so long. They need to give her a point. This is not it. It's not cutting it for me. I also don't know why they're continuing with the democratic uh, just facade that they're doing because she's not the mayor. A mayor is an elected official that can be voted out or run against. She's the queen. She's she's the ruler. She's whatever she wants to be called, but she's not a mayor. There's no reason for them to hold on to this. Like, they're just in a different realm. They should hold on to their customs. Because it also doesn't make sense that as the mayor, she has all of these responsibilities. Like she should has seceded from the United States. Correct. They're, much like D.C., they're not part of the United States. They're not part of the contiguous United States. They're just their own. Again, I have questions about their about their product lines and how they get stuff in are they does the u.s postal service service the storybook like i have questions like are they part are they supported by the u.s government questions that will never be answered damn (laughs) damn well during this meeting uh she's gonna go over a variety of agenda items but the only one they want to talk about understandably is the fact that there's an ice wall surrounding the entire town and there is no way to escape And everyone just immediately goes into rabble, rabble, yell, 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 yell. Let's go murder the um, ice lady because clearly it's her fault and we hate her. Um, And then it's right at that moment where Marion starts getting a little hot white streak in her hair. She gets a little dizzy, dizzy, fizzy and passes out because she is freezing turning ice cold. Oh no, this is such bad news. And it's all Elsa's fault. Let's go chase her and find her. Yeah, let's find her and kill her so that she can't undo the curse. We have very smart people living in Storybrooke. Very (sighs) smart people. The best people. Only the best. So where is Elsa, you might ask? Well, Elsa has been traipsing around in her blue dress uh, with Emma and uh, occasionally, uh, ro- uh, sorry, not Robin Hood, uh, Hook and David, they first go to Mr. Gold's shop because they're trying to get information about the necklace um, that Anna had uh, from Elsa to try and figure out where she is and what's going on. Gold's like, I don't know her, pulls Mariah Carey, 
girl. I don't know her. And he's like, well, do you want to, you want me to prove it to you? Hey, hey, Belle, pull out that totally real dagger. Let's test me. And Belle's like, I love Belle at first. He's like, no, you don't need that. And he goes, do it. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> so little resistance. I, I just, I hate this. I hate it so much. Uh, we had talked about this two weeks ago. And I'm going to bring it back. This is just a callback episode. This would all be so much better if we did not know Gold had switched the daggers. Correct. And, like, if the reveal was Hook. uh, If the reveal... Yeah, because that's what... Yeah, that's what happens in this episode. This would be the time to do it. But there is still a little bit of a seed of doubt. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Like, I hate that we know. I hate that we know. I hate that, like... He's basically yelled it at a grave that we know. Uh, and then like now he's just like playing with fire on the whole thing. Like, I'm going to outwardly do this. And it's just like, I hate it so much because this is, this is rep- irreprehensible. Reprehensible? Irrepre- reprehensible. <laughs> this is in the world of magic, in a marriage, in things like that. Doing something that, this is a, this is a very big lie. This is a very big violation of trust. And I just, like me personally, I get I get, get irritated watching it because I'm just mad for Belle. Like, I, I'm, I know she doesn't get mad enough about this later. And I just want to be mad about it for her now. The only moments we've had with her so far this entire season are her being with a fake dagger, not knowing it's fake, or you know having sexy times with rumble that's literally every scene she's in if she's not in a love scene with rumble she's doing something with the fake dagger that's her only purpose right now she she is no she is a prop she is a prop for rumple's guilt i i think i would i i just also want to point this out that in no way shape or form if that was the real dagger rumple would allow her to keep it in her purse a person which she lets go of and puts different places. Because it is revealed to a room of what, like, five strangers, or five people that are not part of their marriage and could definitely do harm to Rumple. that Belle, a, a defenseless librarian, she'll basically, she'll hit you with a thesaurus, uh, it's just in her bag. It's just in her handbag. It's not covered by anything. It's not protected by anything. It's just in this bag. So, like, it doesn't make any sense for it to not be guarded, hidden. It should have been, I'm giving this to you to hide. This is, it's your thing. And it's just like, no, she's just carrying it around like it's... A letter opener. Just a letter opener. Like, but it's it's also funny because of how big it is compared to Belle. Because when she pulls it out, it always just looks proportionally hilarious to her. Because she's always holding it up like it's a broadsword. So, anyway, (laughs) that's my, my my fake dagger thing. Uh, rant for this week i'm sure there'll be many more to come until uh this all comes to a head and then i'm sure even then it's gonna be disappointing (laughs) abby's reoccurring segment i'm mad about the fake dagger (laughs) so yeah so uh rumple tells them he knows nothing about anna which we all know for multiple reasons is not true because not only is the dagger fake so he doesn't have to tell the truth about it but at the end of the last episode we saw him watching Anna as she was preparing to to call upon him for his help with Elsa. 
So there is a history there and he is he is holding something and he is keeping something secret. And we're eventually, I imagine, going to find out what it is. Anyway, so everything kind of starts culminating in in uh, Marion's uh, attack, um, because after that happens, we have Emma and David. They're they're going to go head out to try and find out what happened and stop it because and then they send Hook and Elsa over to the sheriff's station. But of course, they're not going. They're going to do their own investigation. And amidst all that, we've got Regina in her I'm no longer mayor. I'm cool mom garb. I loved her little vest and her little shirt thing going on. Get it, Regina. This, this was like, what was her name in season seven? Ronnie? This was yeah. like early Ronnie. This early did, Ronnie vibes. This did have a bartender at a local brewery situation going on. Yes. That's exactly what this looks like. They they were they were planting the seeds early. Ronnie. Ronnie comes out to play when when Regina gets to it's not let her hair down. It's put her hair up. She puts it up and then she puts on some less, uh, because all of her like little suits and like her little uh, like pantsuits and her pencil skirts and stuff like that, they were all like power suits. Like this has such a more like laid back vibe. Her arms are fully exposed. Uh, This is a very uh, relaxed fit. I liked this uh, a lot. This was her version of sweatpants. I love this. Oh, yes. I mean, even, even, even in her fully casual garment, she still looks incredible and perfectly tailored. She's hanging out with Henry at Granny's, as you do. Uh, she gives him a bunch of comic books. We've got Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. we got Thor. Because, um, you know, Marvel and Disney, they're one big happy family. And um, she's doing it because she's trying to be sneaky and bribe her son and trick her son so that he'll talk about the author of the book. She's like, well, like, these comics all have people who write them. You know what also has people who write stuff? Your your fairy tale book. Let's talk about that. It's the worst sneaky plan, and Henry catches onto it right away. But his first reaction is like, "Hey, I'm curious too, and I want you to have a happy ending because you've been screwed over. Let's do it." This is Operation Mongoose, and <sighs> Mongo. So like Emma tried to get to start Operation Mongoose with Henry last week, and he said no. Right. Did I, Regina she, hear that name? I don't know if she heard that name. I don't. I, I don't know if she said, said mongoose. All I know is that mongooses they kill cobras. Like it's the least subtle thing in the world. And clearly, all of the things that Henry reads, none of which are National Geographic's. Uh, so yeah, it's just Project Mongoose. I I, I don't know. I, it's, okay. it's Regina saying my band plans better than your plan. Her plan. Yeah, I'm go- well I because I got better mom plan. Her plan is to kill Emma. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, true. Yes. So, yeah, Operation yes. Mongoose. Take her down. So, but before they can really start on Operation Mongoose, uh Robin comes into the picture and he's like, "I need your help. Maid Marian has collapsed. Everyone kind of culminates together." Um she's she's getting really cold. Uh Regina's like, "I don't recognize this magic. This, you know, I can't stop it, but maybe I can slow it down. Let me th- think about it for a minute." Um Emma and El- uh, Emma and Elsa show up and, you know, it's like, "You go. You're slacking off on the job. Why are you sheriff? I hate everybody. Why am I not in charge anymore? Also, what is that painting doing in here?" Okay, that was Snow- funny. <laughs> I get you wanting to redecorate. I get it. This place looks cold and gross. It's not gross. It's cold as hell. One blue painting in the corner is not it. No, that had a that that was just it. 
didn't match any. Like, if you're going to redo something, like, redo something. Just, just, But, again, it does have the, like, I'm a busy mom, so, like, I redecorated by putting up this candle I bought on Etsy. Like, I did it. I'm so quirky and fun. Uh, <laughs> she, what she really should have done is brought in a lot of plant life. I think that would have probably just been, like, loaded it up full of monsteras and just succulents all through the windows and just, uh, what's it called? Uh, macrame. Not macrame. Macrame? Doesn't matter. The things that hang down and then you can hang plants in and they're just everywhere. Just make it look like a rainforest in there. That would have been hysterical. Yeah, you know, it would have been nice if literally anyone helped her do that. Maybe Charming no, no. could help her redecorate. No one's going to help her do office. anything. They're too busy no. yelling and screaming at her. They are. Directly. They are all the worst, but they don't face any consequences for it. So Emma and David are going to um, go to, I guess, the woods to try and solve crime. I was confused by this because Emma was like, I'm going myself and won't let Hook come with her. But then like she's immediately there with Charming. I didn't track this. It's because we need conflict with, Char- with, I guess. with Hook. It's I guess. literally that. So I guess they're going to go to the scene of the crime where the snow monster almost killed Marion to try and figure out if there was, like, something left behind. It's 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 only an excuse for the cameo we're about to get. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, Elsa and Hook are being sneaky sneaky uh, as Elma- Elsa tries to be sneaky sneaky in downtown Storybrooke in the most conspicuous outfit. Sneak, sneak, sneak in my prom dress. And they go to uh, Rumple, and they're going to have a uh, showdown with him. Um, bef- uh, but before we get to that, uh, we have... <laughs> Sorry, this episode jumps around a lot, and I apologize. Like, I had... I almost was like, I need to write an outline for this freaking thing, because it jumps around so much. I feel like I'm being... Like, I'm not discussing well, it very well well it's just even, hard to discuss so here's the deal even if we did that even if we structured it it's jumping around every couple of plot points because it's like okay well they're going to gold shop but while they're in gold shop they're in the woods and while they're in the woods regina's doing this it's all over like the present is all just a series of like a 10 minute interval that happens all at once yeah and it, it is it's just a little chaotic so this is fine. a chaos episode well, we have uh, Emma and David. They are in the woods. They are at Robin's camp and they see someone is rummaging in the camp. And so Emma does the first thing anyone thinks of and pulls out her gun. Yeah. Because, you know, why would it be little John, you know, getting something out of his own tent? Like, of course, it's going to be a bad thing, but it's not. It's the best thing. Will Scarlet's back. Did you did you remember this at this moment? Did it surprise you? I knew at the moment I saw the top of his head. I was like, I don't remember mm. who's in here, but like he got out and like I saw the top of his head. And I'm like, it's Will. Yay. I love Will. He's so fun. He's really fun. I love his accent. And Agreed. I don't want like, and that's a weird, I know it's a weird thing to say that you look like someone's accent, especially in 2022. It's a little bit, it's a little bit gauche, but it sounds so great. You're right. We're not gauche at all here on this podcast, so don't say it ever again. But I also yeah. agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. I just think it's he's got like a very good vibe to him. We'll put it that way. So he like he comes out and he's just he just has a really it's just it's just vibe. I can't think of a better way to put it because he literally has a gun pulled on him, and I don't know if he knows what a gun is. He does because he 
he was in the turn of the century to get oh that's right that's right he's been he's been around and i know i believe we're gonna get some kind of explanations for what he's been up to but they don't bother with that right now and frankly i like it that way where it's like what have you been up to weren't you with the queen of hearts in in wonderland no we don't really need to care about that all we know is you're a thief and you noticed uh some ice cream stayed cold during a blackout when you were stealing stuff clues this is this is like full rpg like la noir investigation shit yeah what do you want to do i want to shoot him in the face ask him where he was during the blackout (laughs) question again uh those are the options and I like this, too, because, and, and this was one of those, the way they introduced him and they used him in this episode had a, this is for the fans kind of cameo. This was mm-hmm. not a, if this were like a sitcom, I don't know how much of an applause break that they would actually get, give him. You know what I mean? Like he enters, that's Will Scarlet. Woo! It's just like, this is a deep cut for the people who have been on this ride and doing the, doing the, the rest of the universe with us. This was not for the Elsa people, the people that came for Frozen. Yeah, it, it, something for them, a little, little extra something for us. Just, just a little something, something. A little, little. So uh, Emma immediately pulls an Ellen Noir and uh, calls doubt on uh, Will Scarlet's story. And he's like, you know what? I'll show you. I'll take you over to it. I'm going to break into this thing. Emma does the thing that Abby loves. It's all about the Tumblr. It's all about the Tumblr as well. Beep, 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 beep. We should have like a... We should have like a siren anytime someone says it's all about the tumblers. <laughs> yeah. And that's when like the, the strobe lights happen and it's just a party. Uh, yeah. And so they break into Ingrid's shop and they're like, oh my God, look, there's icicles everywhere. I don't hear any noise of uh, a compressor or anything. And then Will robs. The- <laughs> I loved this so much. Just like it, it, takes all the money. I have two questions about this. One. How expensive is it to have a cooling system in your ice cream shop? A cooling system? I, yeah, like, it can't be too expensive. Like, I feel like her not having one is just immediately selling herself out. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. But that's the that's the ego of a villain. Who's mm-hmm. going to notice? Because to be fair, how long has she been operating this ice cream store and no one has noticed? They're just like, wow, it's so easy to talk in here. Uh, it's the difference between talking on a plane in real life and talking on a plane in a TV show. There's just no extra noise. Um, yeah, I don't think... It's just a weird thing for them to have pointed out, I think. I wish they would have been like, this ice cream machine... Like, these freezers, they don't have plugs. They're not plugged into anything. What's going on? Why is this happening? Yeah. And and the other question I had was, usually, I, I mean, the laws of magic are not laws because magic is not real so we can do whatever the hell we want but like i know for example in like something like dungeons and dragons when you when you cast a spell you have to concentrate like on an ongoing spell keeping ice cream frozen in your shop for an indefinite amount of time seems like something that would drain you a little bit but it doesn't seem like it. She seems entirely nonplussed. Like it's just like a one and done situation. But this is like a continual magic thing, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a. It's like a third level spell that uh, she keeps rolling twenties on. Good for her. Uh, but also, like talking about like magic versus the real world. I mean, in a real freezer, the way that those are made is that the cold stays inside. 
Like it's insulated in a way that the cold does not escape out. So if it's just something that's not mechanically keeping the heat from escaping, that whole room must be freezing because everything around them is covered in ice. The back room is like covered in ice for no discernible reason as far as I can tell. But then the freezers are just being kept cold like they need to be on ice all of the time. When, by the way, is also not the optimal temperature for ice cream. But again, I'm not going to go into my ice cream rant. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Have <laughs> they never had ice too. cream? Have they never had ice cream? Also, when she hands ice cream to Maid Marian, she like is holding it here. She she puts her little spell on it. She turns. It's a different cone. She hands it. It's a different cone. Marian eats it. It's a different cone. Why did we not have a prop ice cream? It was so clearly different cones. It drove me nuts. Anyway, not the point. Will robs them and... Or robs the ice cream shop, which I have to imagine was just flush with cash. <laughs> just oh, yes. 25 bucks. I mean, me and Roland's rolling in the dough. He's got, he got that Regina money. That Regina bribe, I want to be your stepmommy money. Yeah, my, my other mommy said it was okay. Roland, damn, dude. Roland, Roland uh, is 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 uh, got some uh, got some bite to him uh, that I did not expect. Children of the divorce, they're 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 wily. They they know how to play the system. I've learned that. I learned that from um, the Breakfast Club. Don't hate the player, hate the game. No, no, he's completely right, and it worked. It worked for him. So hey, good for him. And while uh, Emma and David are parsing out their half of the clue. Um, you know, we've got our little legends of the hidden temple, uh, you know, amulet. Uh, they've got their half of the amulet. And then we have Elsa and Hook getting their half of the amulet that together will form the clue of the snow queen is the ice cream lady. It's, it's all very fun and great and not at all weird and convoluted. So they take a piece of Marion's, uh, just charred off hair uh, to Mr. Gold and they're like, uh, we need you to uh, suffi- uh, do your magic with it so to solve our problems. And Hook says, you need to do this or I'm going to tell everybody that your dagger's fake and I'm going to uh, I'm going to confront Belle in like an isolated area and run around and be like, hey, summon, summon your husband and you're not going to show up and she's going to know something's wrong. And, and then Rumpel just goes... Well, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm not not going to say anything. So I guess we're cool. I appreciate that during this scene, they're they're talking. They're fully speaking in normal speak, speaking volumes. Elsa is on the other side of the store, dicking with something. And Hook, once Hook gets what he wants, he turns, he goes, he's going to help us. And Elsa turns, oh, great. As if she didn't hear every single word. That was just said. She's a queen. She she is used to, um, she's used to having to to show politeness and courtesy in otherwise socially awkward situations. She is trained for this. She's born for this. I I also appreciate the implication in this episode that Gold has no idea what's in his shop. Sometimes that things just appear, and he just finds stuff, and people go, "That's fine." This is a fine excuse that I definitely buy. That's actually been established before. I I like, don't know. I I still don't buy it. <laughs> I mean, the way that the show is obsessed with connecting everything to Rumple to the point where the Snow Queen's final scene in this episode is with Rumple and he talks about how important she is and all his, and his connection to her and all that shit because everything has to be about Rumple in some fashion. 
Anyway. So Rumpel agrees to help them. He turns the uh, hair into snowflakes uh, because its origins are snow. And then he blows on it with his magic, magic kissy lips. And and they're able to follow it, even though snowflakes, even magic ones, would conceivably just evaporate into thin air at some point with the condensation of the world. I was waiting for him to say something super dumb because he was just like, no, because Elsa's like, oh, those are snowflakes. I make snowflakes. And, uh, you know, and he's like, yeah, but these are different snowflakes. Evil snowflakes. Like, <laughs> I didn't make them evil. Cool. Like, again, this is all, like, he knows what's happening for the most part is from what I'm gathering here. So he's just making shit up. Like, it's a small flurry of snowflakes. We we should have made Elsa make a small flurry of snowflakes and compared and contrast. But instead, he's just making shit up and be like, yes, go out on this, like, even if it's like a 65 degree day, chase these snowflakes through town. See you later. Get out of my shop. Lock the door. Uh, before they arrive at their destination, uh, we have a couple other little um, scenes to get through. We've got Regina and Robin. Uh, they are standing in front of uh, Marion's uh, f- slowly freezing corpse um, that just starts with a little bit of like sugar scrub on her face and a little bit of uh, purple lipstick. And then eventually she just turns into like to the point where Regina punches her her chest and it's ice chest and I don't know how Regina didn't break every knuckle on her hand by doing so. I also don't understand why like when Regina normally bursts through people's chests an actual hole does not form. It's because it's ice. Okay. Got it. Got <laughs> we're it. Gonna, we're just gonna accept that. I'm just like staring dare. I'm, if anyone wondering I'm staring daggers at Beth while this is happening. What? Well, this is one of the scenes I actually liked in terms of the writing. And I felt like it was it was better than scenes between them with this new conflict that we've gotten in the past. Because Regina sends Henry to go get the stuff she needs, which is a box to hold Marion's heart. Because they're going to pull out her heart uh, so that the ice doesn't touch her heart, like, you know, in Frozen. And Rumple, uh, sorry, Robin. Mm, the Rumpling <laughs> isn't until season six, guys. Hold, hold your horses for that. Um, Robin tells her, like, I tried the, the true love's kiss. It did not work. And, you know, Charming immediately was like, well, there was the gold guy. That explains it. It's not the gold guy. I love that Rumble's just like, yeah, that's definitely what's going on here. And then connects it without anything. He's like, yeah, there's, there's definitely a barrier. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Why do you know this? No, it's because Robin recognizes that he is in love with someone else. He is in love with Regina. And this was like the closest I feel like they've gotten to a human, a normal person discussion about this very complex issue where he's just like, I'm in love with someone else. She goes, you are. And he says, yes, but. And then she says, you have to go back to her. She's still your wife. And that's it. That's a human way to talk about this issue. It's not, I have a code. That's not it. No, that ain't it. That ain't it. Uh, I do appreciate, like, that even though that this is a real human moment, it is a super demented moment because it is happening next to his slowly freezing to death wife. This would be like having this conversation on your, like, 
like your your wife's under a coma in a hospital and you're having this conversation be like i don't actually love her it's like she's here man she's like put your hand down. like you can touch her with your hand like she's super close this is hella weird yes. but don't worry henry shows up with the box did it need to be this box did i feel like regina could have just pulled out the heart at any time and just like held it until henry got there i think i think hen i think she was maybe stalling being like well maybe if it kills her (laughs) henry find this very specific box in my in my vault that i know is buried in the bottom of a closet somewhere maybe by the time you get back she'll be dead then everyone's problem is solved but at least i tried oh i tried i sent him for the box and i needed the box oh no and then Another thing that happens is after the pretty much a fail of a mayor's fireside chat, um, Mary Margaret is trying to put her stroller, her foldable stroller in the backseat while still holding the baby. I mean, just rule of thumb. If you have a car, you got a car seat, put the baby in the car seat first. But it's all part of the theme of Snow not wanting to let Neil go. Not wanting to let him go. Hopper shows up like a dick. And he just stares at her and is like, wow, this sucks for you. And offers, just doesn't even reach out his hand to break down the stroller as she's struggling for her life. Now, I'm going to diverge from you a little bit. Because yes, he is giving her unsolicited advice. But it was still good advice. I'm, so again, he's correct. But at the same time... I'm with Snow on her, like, clearly throwing up a boundary of, let's not do this in the middle of the frickin' street. Like, she is in a moment of, uh, a very big moment of weakness, which I think is something that Hopper needs to examine within himself. Like, she's struggling with this, she's trying to fully hold this baby, she's having a bad moment. And that's when Hopper strikes. And he's just like, hey, sucks to be you right now. Maybe let's think about how, like, your actions are affecting others and how your past trauma is dealing, uh, is, is affecting your your life currently. You don't have to be all about your baby. And it's like, I, I'm with you. I get it. That's a really good point. But at the same time, if he was not also part of the angry mob of the last, like, two episodes <laughs> of demanding a woman who has just fully given birth to a human to fix the power immediately, I think it would hold a little bit more weight. But it just... They're being a bunch of dicks to her, and she's just trying to navigate motherhood because she's never made it this far with a baby. She had Emma for all of 15 seconds. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's a struggling woman who gave birth a couple of days ago. Let's maybe a little compassion, especially Hopper. You're an insect who has no children. No one asked. <laughs> Not a damn person I asked. I I have mixed I have mixed feelings about it. I I feel like he did have a point, and sometimes hard truths are hard truths, and. The other issue is like, yeah, she didn't schedule a therapy session with him. That is a fair point. But is she going to? Like, is this a woman? That's not on him. That's not for him to say. She doesn't want to go to therapy. She doesn't have to go to therapy. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, 
like the the look that she gives after he leaves just broke my heart yeah. because that and it was so well acted like this was probably my favorite moment in the episode even what if what preceded it was you know a little morally uh compromising and ethically Be- because I don't think she had realized or recognized that that's what she was doing. That she was afraid to let him go. And there is, that feeling is 100% valid. Because not only did she lose Emma, she did lose Neil. Zelina came yeah. and took him away. Yeah. So so from that, from that perspective, this is a woman who has experienced trauma in two real way, ways with a baby. There is a better time and a place to approach this woman than when she is having the verge of a mental breakdown outside of in the street, unprepared, nowhere to go. Where's she going to go? She has nowhere to, she did not consent to being part of this. She has nowhere to run away to. I just, if this would have happened to me, I'd have killed him in his sleep. I'd put Neil down just to find him and kill him. I hated this so much. (laughs) You know, the more the more I think about it, I do see your point. Because I don't need you to. I, I don't no, want no, you to. No, no, I do. <laughs> I, I see your point, and I think that's fair because I'm kind of trying to put myself in her in her shoes because I had a traumatic birth experience as right. well, and I'm currently in therapy to to deal with it, no, not to deal with it, to 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 process it. And you know, I needed to to go on that journey in my own time in my own space. If some guy I knew a little bit. Or a therapist from from years prior just came up to me randomly while I was putting my baby in the car and being like, you know what? This is not what you should be doing and this is why. Yeah, that pissed me off too. Yeah, I just, I I agree 100%. Like, she does probably need to, to work through, She no, not probably. She does need to work through all that stuff. I just, not the street, but it should also be like with Charming. I, I hate the fact that Charming keeps leaving her. Like, that part also kind of bothers me. Like, because this is the beginning part. Like, you're supposed to be learning this stuff. And I thought about this in this episode, and I thought about you specifically, because I know how mad you got during the Neverland stuff about how Charming was making no effort towards Emma. And I'm finding it hysterical that now that Neil is in the picture, baby Neil is in the picture, now Charming is just like, oh, I can't deal with a baby, but a, but a grown woman, I can deal with the, I can manage that relationship. Now I'm going to start trying and ignore the baby. Uh, I thought I was just like this charming, just batting a hundred again. <laughs> yeah. Hopper, maybe next time, you know, you see her just be like, Hey, I'm here. If you want to talk, yeah. I'm here. If you want to share. And then End he helps story. her with the stroller. You know, Yay. He, he may have been right, but that was not the right time. No. So I'll- you know what? I, I, I have, I've come around Abby I, you have shown me the light. Abby is has her hands in the air. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't intending. I was. I didn't. Wasn't intending to change your point of view on that. I just fun banter. You know what? But it. When, I, you're, when it you're right, worked. you're right. What can it I say? It worked. It worked. I just also think that Snow needed to register for a different stroller. Oh, that stroller was. That was like. That was like cheapo fake Greco. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> yeah. You. That fake-o. was not intentional, but that was I. That was great. It's like a knockoff. Cheapo, fake Greco. I love it. Oh, try and say that five times fast. No. I'll, I'll end up saying something wrong. <laughs> okay, you just said no. No. Okay, well, let's go ahead and um, close out this whole uh, this whole to-do. Elsa and Hook are following the snowflakes in, into the woods. And into the woods, they find uh, the Snow Queen in her full Snow Queen regalia with the giant collar thing. That I will never not hate. 
I hate the collar. I'm sorry. People probably like it. I do not. I, I, it just, it, they flop too much. They need to starch them a lot more when they use these collars. And hers was just kind of flopping yeah, around. Yeah, if they wanted much. to do this kind of collar, they needed to go full Elizabeth, Elizabethan in like the, the 16th century and just like 7, 16th, 17th century and just extend it all the way over her head. Just giant wing, bat wings. Of, yeah, that of are fully, color. that is like fully starched. So that when, like, the only way for her to look left and right is to move her whole body like an owl. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, uh, like, yeah, this, and again, this dress just doesn't work visually uh, in the forest. No. Because there's just a lot happening with all of the costumes. Because Hook shows up, then Elsa shows up. It just looks like a LARP session gone horribly wrong. There's one little detail, though, that you can't really see in this scene, but I thought was really funny um, that because I read it in the wiki. Uh, apparently, the Snow Queen, she's barefoot. And the reason was Elizabeth Mitchell felt that she wouldn't be graceful in, like, galoshes in the woods. And she couldn't wear heels, obviously, because it's dirt. So she's like, I'll just go barefoot. So the Snow Queen is barefoot. That is her thing. Okay. All right. Just the right a level of crunch. I like that. It was like, I'm wearing this beautiful, beautiful dress. Barefoot as hell. Just like this beautiful white dress that's being kept pristine in the forest. Just nasty, dirty feet. <laughs> exactly. So she's looking at like a snow globe. I don't know. Like She's looking at like an ice palace like blueprint or something. I don't know what this was. Uh, but she's just staring at it. And she is, she's distracted, so it's perfect time for um, Hook and Elsa to do a sneak attack. You know, they got an advantage. She's not paying attention. Uh, but they don't. They just talk really loud and then walk away uh, to the point where, obviously, the Snow Queen is going to freeze Hook and start to kill him and say, Hey, Elsa, we're, we know each other. We have a history. Uh, your sister put you in that urn because she hates you. I'm the only one who understands you. And um, the whole Marion thing was a total accident. And I do appreciate how Elsa immediately called her out on her shit. And she's like, no, yeah. that was not an accident. What are you even trying to do? Yeah. Like, because other characters, like Belle, would be like, oh, okay. Oh, accidents happen. I get it. It's fine. Um, this does have one of my like top 10 hook lines where it's just like Elsa looks over and he's got a phone in his hand. <gasps> oh yes. She's like, what is that? He's like, I don't know. It's for talking, but if I hit the, hit the Emma button, she shows up. Like, it's like it, it just enough that he, he kind of understands it almost in the capacity of magic, but he still doesn't quite know wh what or why it works. But he knows that if he pushes the number one, Emma ends up on the other line. Amazing. I loved this so much. I, sw I be fully believe that this is in, this is a moment that you've you've referenced in like previous mentions of Emma and Hook in like when we had done the the live recaps. Like I remember yeah. you talking about this. Yeah. Love many this times. Love and this it was line. like and I remembered that I was watching. I was like, oh, this is the moment. This is the moment Abby mentioned. It's like finally seeing a scene that has been a gif that you've noticed for a while. Be like, there it is. <laughs> there it is. I love it. And 
Snow Queen, it doesn't take her long to just fully reveal her villain plan to Elsa. She's like, I'm going to kill this dude. Uh, the town's going to blame you. They're going to hate you. And then you're going to see my point and realize I'm right. And everyone's stupid and they hate you. It's a terrible plan. It's a terrible plan, especially because Emma and, and Charming immediately show up. Emmy calls her Dairy Queen and uh, blasts her with some of her magic. But not before the Snow Queen looks at Emma for a moment and goes, Emma? Yeah, and this was so good. This was really this. good. I like this. This whole scene, actually, like, for as hokey as it was, was really well done because Hook is currently, like, very, very realistically frozen in place while these giant death icicles are about to crush him. And, like, Charming is, like, trying with this little ice pick to get him out. Like, I will save you. Uh, it doesn't work. And, like, Emma is just fully reacting. Like, she doesn't have time to super react to the way that that woman said Elsa to her, but she does have enough that she doesn't question her magic and she uses mm-hmm. it with her full force to knock away the queen and save her boyfriend and her dad. Like she's just amazing. Oh yeah. She's, she's doing some great work there. Um, and then in it, we get these really great little human moments. This episode for as chaotic and, and busy and crowded as it is, has these really good human moments, most of which are pretty much nonverbal or very, like very little dialogue. So in all of that, the Snow Queen manages to escape. No one notices. Elsa, what the hell were you doing? I thought you were going to be on Snow Queen duty. You seemed super gung-ho about finding this lady in the first place. And then you just let her disappear. Elsa's so bad at things. Elsa's so... And you know what? And that's canon. That's canon with both <laughs> movies. Elsa just... Elsa's just doing her best. Uh, whether the best is enough, who knows? Uh, she... God, love her. Love her in her big, her big Bambi eyes. But yeah, she's... The, the right decisions, not so much. Not so much. After the whole showdown, um, Hook and Emma have a heart-to-heart where Emma reveals that she's been keeping Hook at a distance because she's afraid of losing him like she's lost people before her. They share a kiss. Um, Emma, don't fast forward. Don't watch ahead to season five because this is going to um, this is gonna come bite you a little bit. Yeah, it's nice don't. now. It's nice now. It's nice right yeah, now. Yeah, don't read. It's, just don't read the wiki, Emma. You'll be fine. You'll be For like fine. You'll be a fine. season and a half. You're fine. You'll be fine. And then we've got the Snow Queen again, wandering uh, like a daisically in the woods, and she comes across Rumple, and Rumple just, you know, gives some teaser, some teaser plots for the Snow Queen, and asks her if, um, if she, if Emma remembers her, and if she wants to make a deal, and she's like, no. I'll let you know. Don't call me. I'll call you. And I, yeah. One of my favorite versions of gold is when he's gold, but he's rumple mm-hmm. because he switches his accent just a little bit. And like, it's just that, that little bit more chaotic rumple. Like he doesn't go full, like and calling people like just really high pitched voice, but his, his accent does shift a little bit. And I, I appreciate that energy, but in his like low key businessman pawn shop suit, it, has a menacing feel to it 100 percent. it's a little bit more dangerous than when he is like even though he can be very dangerous as rumple this has a a more i guess i would say understandable threat well this is a this is a person you do not want to cross 
Yeah, because it definitely has the, like, if you cross me, I will end your life with magic. But, like, regular goal, just, like, smash cut to him beating the ever-loving hell out of Belle's dad with his cane. Like, it's two different, separate, like, threat levels. And everybody, that was season four, episode three, Rocky Road. And what a rocky road we went on together, because this episode was really hard to talk about. It's a very immersive experience of, of having a Rocky Road episode. So, I appreciate it. Does it have a different name? I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you out on the spot. I don't know if you actually do. But does this have, like, a cool German name? Because if anybody has a cool name for Rocky Road ice cream, it's German. The international titles were okay this week. Okay. Uh, in Finnish, we have snowflakes. Okay. In Italian, we have a frozen path. In French, we have to cast a chill. Okay. And German, it's a B plus. It's not it's not A grade material. Uh it's in the winter of the Snow Queen. Ooh. Like it's good. Yeah. It's not great. It's not the it's best. Not the best, but it's not the worst. Like I forgot to tell you the the one that they did for um the previous the season four premiere, yeah. Um, which uh, the Tale of Two Sisters. German had like a bad title, and I was shocked. Because their title that week was Elsa and Anna from Arendelle. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, it should be like, what is your title? Cameo by. Oh, that's really funny. That's so funny. Oh, amazing. Amazing. (sighs) Anyway, Abby, any final uh, closing thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? directions where we're going i just hit my elbow on my desk <laughs> your whole camera shook when that happens just... no i'm i'm interested again i'm i vaguely remember how the storyline plays out um but i forget in like all of the exact details like what's going on with will scarlet and stuff so it is like re-watching it much fresher which is great. Which is was a great way for me to experience like the Peter Pan storyline because we came around for that. So I'm kind of hoping it has the same level because I remember super hating this, like not like loathing entirely, but I I definitely didn't like. I think Neverland was the lowest on my list, and it's definitely floated up the charts on rewatch. So I'll be interested to see how this goes at the very end, how I feel yeah, about this towards I- the end. I don't remember much about it, but I'm kind of seeing a little bit of teasers of what is happening later on. And I am curious um, to see how it plays out because I do remember some bigger things happening. Um, Speaking of which, Abby, next week. I I know I recently said it's happening because it was happening with Bo Peep Mob Boss. But do you know what's happening next week? Oh, no. What's happening? Hook's getting a new hand. <gasps> hey! Evil so hand, crazy. evil hand, evil, evil, evil Idle hand. hand hook. I love the storyline. Okay, yeah, this is... I forgot how much, like, weird core stuff that I remember from this without actually remembering how the plot goes. Because, like, I like this line that happened, this hook line. I love the idle hand hook situation. I loved the Bo Peep stuff. Will Scarlet, I... I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. 
Well, everyone, we want to thank all of you for supporting us and and sending us your your wonderful thoughts and your comments. We greatly appreciate it. We want to thank our patrons, especially our Snow Queen patrons. Uh, this week's uh, uh, Patreon shout-out goes to Erica Farrow. Erica, thank you so much for joining us and supporting us on Patreon. If you want to support us on Patreon, head to patreon.com slash timing. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we're going to be back next week with season four, episode four, The Apprentice. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh, so we're not unfolding. just evil hand. We also got... The Apprentice. Oh, it's happening. But not, but not, happening. but not the bad one. It's the, it's the better one. The eh. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Eh. Eh. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us. And Abby, we will see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>